I'm your host, Alex, and happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having an amazing day so far, being productive, getting stuff done, pushing through until the holidays when you can finally like relax, catch a break. I have taken a little bit of time off myself in between Christmas and New Year's just to kind of like recenter map out what I want 2023 to like look like I think those two days I take off from work I'm just going to be very intentional with how I spend my time I'm really excited for the new year I'm not really sure if I'm what's it called like shooting myself in the foot or being like overly optimistic but I really feel like 2023 will be such a great year I cannot believe that I will be entering the last year of my 20s like I will be 29 in less than three months I think that is insane like who allowed me to get this old um but I really want to just like celebrate that I think the last couple of years and specifically this year I just feel like I'm always being reminded about how short life is and since high school I want to say I've never really celebrated my birthday I don't know I've just I'm not someone who hates when my birthday comes around, but I'm definitely not the kind of person that celebrates all month long. But this year, as I enter into this new chapter, this last year of, you know, my 20s, I really just want to like celebrate because honestly, I've accomplished a lot. I've achieved a lot. I've experienced a lot. um, And so... I'm just so thankful for the lessons that I've learned um, in this decade. So right now I'm planning my little birthday trip. I'm planning to go out of the country. My sister inspired me because she went out of the country for her birthday. And I was like, honestly, she's living her best life out there right now. So why can't I do the same? So I'm just planning a small little trip uh, for myself and John to just go out, spend a few days, get some sun and just like have the best time. And then I'm also thinking about maybe just potentially like going up to New York City, having dinner with my best friend. Like, I don't know. I just want to be really intentional with the people that I spend my time with on my birthday like if I could have all of my favorite people in one place for my birthday that would literally be a dream come true but all my friends live literally everywhere so I know that's not you know entirely possible but I'm really really excited uh to celebrate year 29 hopefully Um, in that same lane of celebrating, I just have not been feeling the holiday vibe. And I don't know if it's just because the holidays seem to have snuck up on me once again. And we have no Christmas decorations. We actually can't find any of our old Christmas decorations. So we have to buy new ones. And uh, that's just like a whole thing. We haven't gotten a tree, like nothing. And Christmas is in like a week and a half, two weeks. So I don't really know if we're actually going to decorate, but I just have not been feeling the holidays. I don't know if that spark will return if and when we have kids. I feel like that's kind of when the holiday spirit gets re- like renewed and re- refreshed because, you know, you have little kids and they're really excited for get gifts and you get to go shopping for them and like all that stuff. I feel like it's probably more fun when you're a parent, but right now I'm kind of just like, ugh, like I not that I could care less about Christmas, but I'm just not feeling the vibes at all. But maybe if I decorate, who knows, maybe that vibe will like spark and I'll be excited again. 
no clue. Um, but yeah, so like what else? This isn't really like um, a life update pertaining to me, but I have been paying attention to what's been going on with this whole cryptocurrency, FTX, Sam, um, I forget his name. Let me look up his name really quick. Okay, so I've been, you know, following what's going on with Sam Bankman fried or freed. Um, and it's just insane. He's literally like on trial right now. And he was arrested last night. I was like, when John told me that he was on trial and that <laughs> the New York Times was live streaming it, I was like, wait, what? That he was literally arrested yesterday. Um, it's just crazy. I think that you know, it's just funny how people call for things like cryptocurrency to be decentralized and unregulated and all of this and all of that. But at the end of the day, regulations are put into place to protect the consumer, especially when it comes to finances and your money. So I just really feel bad for the people who, you know, lost everything due to this company um and who really thought that they were gonna like you know strike it big rich or strike it what's the word they thought they were gonna like strike it big or strike it rich and unfortunately that may not have been the case for some people and it's just insane that like literally a 30 year old made was worth so much like literally estimated like he was worth 32 billion and in just like a matter of months he is now you know could potentially go to jail for a really long time. It's just insane. And I think that it's really interesting to see what people can convince themselves of or what they can throw money at if they think something will make them rich. Because I, this just reminds me of the of Elizabeth Holmes, the woman who claimed to have this, you know, life-altering technology or medical device and it turned out to be a sham like this is kind of the same thing and it's just it's just wild and I also just can't help but to um I don't know I wonder what he's thinking right now he's probably like I did not expect for my life to go like this and I was joking with John I'm like please if I were to ever pitch some crazy idea to like Mark Cuban in a turtleneck talking about how this is going to like change the lives of people everywhere he would literally look at me like I had 1300 heads and like yell at me to get out of his office so I just really wonder how these people are able to schmooze and climb their way to the top until their inevitable downfall it's just crazy but yeah so those are my like that's my thoughts on that I will provide some links for those who are interested in kind of learning more about what's going on I'll provide um, I'll provide them in the show notes it's just insanity I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out it's just insane Um, and if you're someone listening who's like into crypto and can explain what's going on in like layman's terms would love to have you on as a guest so just hit me up um Last on like last in this little section here is just um, an idea that I've I, I have or it's not not even an idea it's just something that I'm bringing back but revamping it a little bit so 
2021, if you followed the Financial Flex podcast Instagram account, I was doing a series where people would, it was a salary series. So people would talk about, or they would fill out a form and it would have your very first job, your current job, salary you made at your first job, salary you're currently making now, and how you're able to make that leap. And so I want to bring that series back. However, I'm going to revamp it and switch it to just be specific to your current career and how you are able to enter in or break into that uh, specific career or field. Um, I was inspired by all of these LinkedIn posts that I'm seeing, which are very sad of layoffs. I feel like there was a point on LinkedIn where I was logging in and every other post was a layoff post of some sort. And I think layoffs can be incredibly tough, especially if you weren't expecting it, especially if, you know, you literally joined a company like a month ago or a week ago and the next thing you know you're, you're being laid off and it's just a scary scary time um, and it's something that I think about quite often but I think that layoffs can be such a transitionary and exploratory time to really think about your next move and what you want to do and I was having a conversation I've had this conversation with multiple people about how sometimes it feels like there are jobs that I don't even know exist, not because of my ignorance or like lack of research, but because I've literally never heard of it before and that someone's doing. And I may think, oh my goodness, that is so cool. So I just thought that by sharing your field, how you broke into it, it could, you know, spark that fire for someone else to maybe, to maybe, to maybe, um, do the same thing and figure out how to get to that next step. Um, we spend a lot of our lives working, and so it's just important that you enjoy what you do or at least tolerate what you do. I understand that not, not everyone, you know, lives and dies by their job, and I'm not saying that you have to, but I think because so much of our time is spent working, I think it's important to at least, you know, be able to tolerate what you do and feel like you are contributing to something bigger than yourself or you're learning you're you're learning something so that you may be able to take it to your next adventure you know so um if you are interested in you know sharing some tips on how you got to where you are today the show notes will also have the link to the form where you can fill out. It's super short. It's anonymous. So you don't have to worry about anyone knowing your business because no one will know who you are. And let's just, you know, let's help each other out. Let's, you know, spread the word, help people, you know, potentially find what they want to do next. Who knows? But I'll be sharing those as they come in on my Instagram at Financial Flex Podcast. So if you're not following the uh, Instagram account, go ahead, give it a follow. Um, I appreciate everyone who's already doing so. And yeah. So I think with that being said, I've kind of given my little life updates, talked a little bit about the news and what's going on. Um, and sharing some, you know, fun, fun new segments. Let's get into today's episode. Mm-hmm. 
Before we jump into today's episode, as always, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely my own and do not reflect those of my employer. And please, 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 any financial advice that you thought you heard on this podcast, you didn't hear it because I am not a financial professional. I am just a girl who likes personal finance and chatting about my own money and how people think about their own money. So just in case, you know, just a little reminder. All right. Here's today's episode. Last week on the podcast, I mentioned how John and I sat and sat down and met with a, a certified financial planner. And during that meeting, he asked something. He asked a question, what keeps you up at night? So today I wanted to talk about a few things that keep me up at night financially, how I handle it, how I deal with things. And this episode isn't necessarily one where I feel like it's an educational thing. It's more of like a relatable thing. And if anyone listening, you know, has similar thoughts to mine, I would love to hear them. But it's more so just kind of like I'm sharing how I feel and hopefully in doing so someone will feel less alone or they'll feel more seen or they know that at least there's another person, at least one other person, you know, having the same thoughts, thinking the same things as them. So yeah, that's really the purpose of today's episode. So the first one that I have is not having six to 12 months of savings. Um, Throughout this podcast, I have come on and talked about so many different emergencies from our car breaking down, from Juno breaking her leg, to um, just financing our move through our savings, things like that. And so, yeah, life happens. Life doesn't stop for anyone. Um, And sometimes it feels like you can never catch a break. And that's how it feels sometimes for me in terms of savings. It feels like I can just never catch a break because as soon as I get my savings to a point where I feel comfortable, something happens and it's wiped out again. And so that is something that I do worry about is just not having enough money saved up to take care of an emergency and then having to use a credit card or a loan to handle that situation and going into debt and it just kind of having a snowball effect and becoming bigger than it needs to be that to me is just so stressful right now that's not the case but you know who knows that may change um based on how this um student loan forgiveness rolling plays out uh, because we have money sitting in the bank for our, uh, that is six to 12 months of our savings. However, if they were to decide that no, that they, if the Supreme Court were to decide that um, what Biden's doing is unconstitutional or whatever and reverse the program and say no one's getting for forgiveness all of that money that we have has to go back towards my loans because I paid those off and I'm (laughs) not about to do that whole journey over again and so we'd kind of be back at square one as far as our savings go so that is a source of insecurity for me the second thing I have is my retirement account um this is, a, this is something that I talk to John about, you know, quite frequently. And he's always like, well, you know, my retirement account is your retirement account. And which I understand, but there's nothing like having your own. And so, <clears throat> so in a way, sometimes I feel like I'm behind because I've 
since I graduated college, I've spent majority of my working years paying off student loans and not contributing to a 401k. And I know that some people may think that was stupid of me to not be saving for retirement at the same time as paying off my debt, especially now when there's a chance of student loans being forgiven. However, that was a decision that I made at the time. So yeah, I just never want to be one of these, one of, um, those people that you see that that's like 85 years old and being the Walmart greeter and not that there's anything wrong with that. Like there are some people who literally love to work. It keeps them young. It, it creates a social life for them. And I'm not talking about that. Like I can definitely see myself working into old age, but doing something that I don't necessarily have to do like it's like I'm showing up not because I have to not because I need the money but because I simply want to like not talking about that but I'm talking about literally still having to work to make ends meet because I didn't do what I needed to do during my prime working years that to me is just really scary and I get really sad when I hear about people who you know are well into their 60s or 70s still working because they weren't able to save up, you know, during their prime earning years for whatever reason. So yeah, and I, um, last year I opened up a Roth IRA because the com- my company that I worked for at the time had no um, retirement benefits. So I opened up an account on my own and was contributing to that. But then when I switch jobs and my current employer offered a 401k I was like oh my gosh this is amazing and so I opened up an account immediately and started contributing and it's been cool to like see that account grow over the course of, of, of the last nine months well I mean given the state of the economy it hasn't really been <laughs> growing like that but it's still nice to look at the money that I've saved and be like okay I'm doing this for senior citizen Alex like it's just like a nice feeling, but compared to someone like John, who's been saving since, you know, since 2016, has company match, and just seeing how quickly that money has just grown over time, I do feel a little insecure about that. Um, another thing that I'm insecure about is not being able to own a home. So yesterday I was driving to my dentist appointment, and I was driving through the old neighborhood that John and I used to live in when we first got married, and there are some, like, really nice, cute homes. And, you know, as one does, you're just vibing to the music, you're, you know, looking down the tree-lined streets at these really nice homes, and you're like, am I ever going to be able to own one of these? Like, serious question. And that thought crossed my mind. I just, will I ever be able to own a home? Am I never going to be able to own one? Because I can barely save a hundred bucks, it feels like. I'm being dramatic, guys. I'm being dramatic. But sometimes it's just like, oh my goodness, like, it just seems like something that is so far out of reach. Now, at this moment, at this current moment, I am totally fine with not owning a home. Um, the financial aspect of home ownership is a lot, and it's something that people just glaze over in the name of owning something, in the name of, name of ownership. And I 
think it's something that should be discussed more and talked about more um, because if your dishwasher breaks, if your refrigerator breaks, if there's a leak, if the builder of the home did some janky building and all of a sudden your foundation is like not 100%, what are you going to do? So it's things like that that I feel like aren't really discussed or talked about um, and it should be discussed more openly. Um, but still, in the same lane or vein or however that phrase goes, I think that having a house is a sign of stability in my opinion and maybe I need to kind of reframe or, re- or rework what stability in my life means and what that looks like. Uh, so yeah, but I do wonder if one day will I ever have an actual house to live in, whatever it looks like. It may not have to be a white picket fence and a backyard and a garage. It could just be like a really nice condo or something. I don't know, but it's like, will I ever be able to own something? And yeah, it's a little hard to see that sometimes. And then the last one is a bit of a stretch, but ever since moving to the, like moving actually to the city, you know, I am in close proximity to a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness. And it would be a na- naive of me to think that, like, oh, all homeless people are like, on the streets just because of, like, drugs or because, you know, they're mentally unwell or things like that. I think there are some people who fall upon really hard times. And for whatever reason, they're just not able to kind of get back to where they were before. Um, I have people in my own family who, who have experienced this. So it's not something that's super it's not that far removed from me so I always think about oh man like what if I went through a life-altering event that leaves me homeless and that's something that I do kind of get a little scared about but um, I'm reminded that I have a ton of family and that more than likely wouldn't happen but I mean you just don't know like that's one thing about life you literally just don't know what each day will bring or what's going to happen you just I don't know, like sometimes it kind of just feels like you're not in and you're not in as much control as you think you are, um, which is interesting. But yeah, those are the things that keep me up at night, financially speaking. Um, And like I said, I don't really have any answers on how to combat that. They're more just like (sighs) irrational thoughts, I guess, that I just think about every now and again. but yeah, but if you're someone who's been like, ugh, like everyone's buying a house, I'm never going to own one, I think the same thing too. If you're someone who's like, I have $2 in my bank account, like I'm literally never able to save anything, like I'm worried about my car breaking down, I totally feel you and understand you and I've been there as well. So yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to Financial Flex with me, your girl, Lex. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. um, And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.